Hello and welcome to Dinosaur Man News and Reviews. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. Pleased to announce uh, that I've officially uh, won the rights for the um, the the story of Nyan Cat's life. So I'll be putting that to screen next year with Paramount. <laughs> Nyan Cat is the little cat that has a toaster for a back and goes... Nya, 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 nya. I think There's only a has rainbow. a toaster for a back in certain um As a iterations. rainbow comes out of its back. I'm actually going to be focusing on the part of his life where he didn't have a toaster on his back because he, um, he wasn't owned by cruel humans at that point. That's amazing. And I've secured the rights mm. for Twin Peaks. Okay. And I'll be doing a remake, right. but I'm going to make it not so Twin Peaksy. Oh, big mistake there, mate. Right. <laughs> if anything, make it more Twin Peaksy. He's gonna he's gonna taste the coffee and be like, mm, "That's an adequate cup of coffee," because you're never gonna find a damn fine cup of coffee in any American diner. You are. You are. You yeah. absolutely are. Diner yeah. coffee is the best uh, coffee. Yeah. That's it doesn't somebody... ta- like okay, fine. It doesn't taste like your artisanal Costa Rican bullshit that's flavored from shit, but. The notes that you pick up in there are burnt coffee, glassware that's been washed exactly. too many times. And he will, he will point out all these. This is Moons his over my hammy. Know the bit in the second series where, uh, mm-hmm. or third, I don't know, one of them, where he goes, pulls the arm and he goes, hello. Yeah. And all the money comes out because he's gambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to pull the arm. He's going to go, hello. And then somebody's going to come and go, that's not how gambling works. Mm-hmm. It's fixed to make you lose money. Yeah. But, th- th- okay. We don't have time. And then everyone goes, brave, brave. This is how Twin Peaks should have been. Okay. I just wanted to let you know that. They'll call me David Grinch afterwards. (laughs) Because I'll have ruined everything (laughs) they love. You are the Grinch that stole Twin Peaks. Yes. So it's amazing they sold me these rights. Because Mm. I did tell them when they sold me, this is exactly what I'm going to do. So Twin Peaks is going to be... When's that out? Uh, It's going out 2021. Oh, you're taking a little bit more time on that. You've got to do it right. (laughs) I'm rushing in production on Yang Cat Begins. The thing is, when it says Twin Peaks in the title, then it has a picture of me next Mm -hmm. to it, just two fingers up on each hand going... Okay. (laughs) If you had a mouse in the title role, you could call it Twin Squeaks. I do, but we thought the pun was Tin Squeaks, if it was a metal mouse. (laughs) All right, cool. Fintin squeaks if he was underfed. Oh, right, okay. Fintin tin tin squeaks. Wait, hang on, no. If he... You're getting further away from the word twin. Fintin, Fintin was already terrible. Fintin tin. If he's a dog who's a mouse. Tin peaks. If he was also a little ginger boy. No, I don't get that one. Because <laughs> Tintin's a little ginger boy. Oh, I thought you were going for Rin Tin Tin, the famous movie dog. <laughs> Fin, Rin, Tin, 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 Pete. Squeaks. Sorry, Squeaks is the important bit here. Oh yeah, Squeaks is important. Okay, so today we're going to be reviewing Countdown. <laughs> well, it's underfed. <laughs> uh, but first, what have we got? We've got our news section. And before news... <laughs> I like the fact you're just jumping in because you know we're having up time and I told you I'm not going to speed this up for anyone. Yeah. True. Um, okay, so... Okay, Google. Tell me, what is the gaming news? Okay, so I, because you gave me a buy last week, I presume that was still in operation. Here is the news that I have found this week that is not gaming news. There is no gaming news music for this week um, because this is not gaming news. Okay, what is it, art news? Uh, no. Desert ski slopes and outdoor aircon. Can scorching Shara 
Really go green. Travel news. Is that what we're going for? I guess so. It is one of Earth's biggest carbon emitters, a sun-baked place where SUVs roar from man-made islands to malls with ski slopes. Can Sharjah's architecture triennial really teach us how to go green? Can they? Well, Oliver Wainwright seems to think what maybe. What do you think? I think if you are the interested in this article, then you should read Oliver Wainwright writing in The Guardian. After digesting it, what do mm-hmm. you think? I think... Let me just scroll it's down. It's tasted horrible. Wait. Trying to beat you on my phone. Uh, let me just read the final paragraph here and I'll work out. Um, so... Well, it's not like you read... Set a powerful political <laughs> precedent for this new institution. Future editions must have the confidence to engage further with the forces shaping the cities of the UAE and tackle the country's rapacious urban development before it's How do you make everything late? sound so boring when it's not about films? <laughs> like, when do films... What am I supposed to do? Like, when do films... What am I supposed to do with, with... Oh, we need to change... We need to go green in the triennial of Sharjah's. Whenever you talk films, I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. As mm-hmm. soon as you talk art, or as soon as mm-hmm. you talk travel... Is it because I've got the article up in front of me and I don't know anything about it when I'm reading it? Maybe. Is that maybe it? But, you know, okay. the same cannot be said about when we talk about films. I know, the same can be said when we talk about films. I don't know, films. I've got five stories here, and all five of them are going to be boring as fuck. Now, I don't know any of the five, because you sent them into the... The mm-hmm. famed Dinosaur Man well, WhatsApp group. Should we start with and trailers? I have not read any of them. Okay, well, let's let's start with trailers. I may have put one in there. So. Scoob trailer. Love it. Okay. Uh, Fantasy Island trailer. <laughs> Go back to Scoob. I, I oh, right. It. Okay, we're going back to Scoob. Yeah, You've got loads it. to talk about. Okay. I thought it was fun. Uh-huh. Although you had a problem because his middle name isn't Doobie, yeah? Uh, so, in the in the trailer, it says Scooby. Uh, you see, the policeman says, what's his name? And he says, Scooby... Doobie do, and I guess that this is like him improvising. But his real name is Scoobert. <laughs> Scooby Scoobert do, I think. It's. What do you think it is? Scoobert Scooby do. That, that moment in it only reminds me. Anytime anything like that happens, yeah. always reminds me of um, the bit where in Family Guy, Peter Griffin mm-hmm. tries to fake his own name, and he sees a pin, uh, and then he and sees then a tear, and, and then, then he, he sees, sees a, a Griffin. Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is one of my favourite jokes from Family Guy. Good. So, Glad that you're reminding us of, probably at this point, a 20-year-old joke. Um, but yeah, also, would it be better if um, uh-huh. he looked over and he saw a scuba diver, then he saw somebody uh-huh. smoking a joint. Yeah. I don't think this cartoon dog. is going to be brave enough. <laughs> is he going to be brave enough to um, uh-huh. look at you know Shaggy's drug past? Well, and the fact that he used to get a dog high. The previous two did do that. And that's why they're better films than people remember them being. But also, at the same time, terrible films. I think it, I think it could be fun. It's uh, going to be a kids' movie at the b- end of the day. Big mistake not getting Matthew Lillard back to be uh, Shaggy Did again. They not? No, it's Will Forte. Uh, yeah, I'm half bored. Yeah, but Zac Efron as uh, Fred, who Mom is board. the absolute most Fred of all actors. Yes, live action. Handsome. Why haven't they ever done the live action Scooby Doo and just put Zac Efron in it? Uh, well, presumably because they've done this now, so they're not allowed to. Just do a live action one. Um, Mark Wahlberg's also in this. Nobody's ever thought about doing live action Scooby Doo, that's the problem. Uh, so it's going to be the origin story of Scooby Scooby Doo. Um, usually the thing that said um, Joker, bravest origin movie ever, and then Scooby Doo yeah, says, Scooby-Doo, Hold my Scooby Snacks. Hold my Scooby Snacks, yes. Okay. Like it. Uh, Joke has made a billion dollars. Yeah, good on it. Well cool. Done. Can we just not talk about it anymore? Like, Next trailer. Can we? Can we have like a a Joker? I pass? was. I actually watched a thing earlier, um, and um, the the guy who was doing this video was kind of he was talking about Joker and just going, 
uh, so nuanced and so bold for a film to be like this. And, uh, you know, we should really take our hats off because never before, even in comic books, never before has Joker been told as well as this. And I just kind of laughed and turned it off. Anyway, moving on. Um, just on that thing, though, I mean, yes. the latest edition of Joker Twitter bullshit. Yeah. Um, the one you sent me yesterday, I quite enjoyed. It said, I went to see Joker for the second and last time on Tuesday. Last time, like, they're never seeing it again. Mm. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Two and done. Like many people have said, I enjoyed it even more than the first time. We are living history in the making. This movie will be unforgettable and will be talked about from years to come. The underdog won. The real underdog is Scooby-Doo. Did yeah. you ever so get there it? was actually a tweet that came out this week by someone, I think someone inconsequential on Twitter, uh, saying... Uh, oh. oh, I didn't realise that you, you got to decide the consequentialness of... Well, it, it, it wasn't from like... Mark Hamill? <laughs> it wasn't from a massive critic. It wasn't from a big newspaper or anything like that. It was just from so a, was an account. <laughs> yes, it, it, we're the only other account on Twitter um, saying, oh, gross... To, uh, no, it's not even talking about the gross, is it? It was just saying, uh, this film is monumental, uh, would definitely be a cult classic. It's like a cult classic that made one billion on first <laughs> release. Oh, yeah. The very definition of cult classic... My favourite was actually... One of the biggest movies of the year. Cult classic, mate. Do you remember that cult classic Jurassic Park that made so much money? That cult classic classic endgame. I also enjoyed the guy who went um, to the cinema in full Joker makeup and was like, oh, why did Joker make... It was terrible makeup as well. Mm. (laughs) Just like, I went to the cinema in Joker makeup, scared a few people. Uh, It was pretty much the epitome of white shooter, mate. Should we call him out? No. Okay. I don't think I need to. Uh, well, it wasn't because even... Because I'm just calling him a It wasn't shit. even scare people. It was maybe murder someone, he said. That's the worst part about it. And the thing is, you take all of this with a pinch of salt, but you also take the steaming helping of bullshit as well. Anyway, Fancy Island had a trailer this yeah. week. So Blumhouse reviving the TV series from the 1980s, I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. 70s, 80s. Um, Making it so spooky. Yeah, so from, from the original run, it was essentially a sort of wish fulfillment type thing where it was all sort of tales of the unexpected where you got to live out your fantasy, but there was a twist. And it looks like they're continuing that same vein and probably going slightly more horrific with it here. They're not there to get their wishes, mate. Um, the island's wishing them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the line from the trailer. <laughs> Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, <laughs> In my mind, it is we that. are the island's fantasy. <laughs> the um, island's wishing us. So, Michael Peña, uh, mm-hmm. Lucy Hale, Natalie Emanuel, um, the one from Game of Thrones, is, is that, that right? I believe so. <clears throat> no, I, know, I know who you mean, but I didn't realise it was her. I think so. Oh, well. Maggie Q's in it. I'm going to double check because uh, uh, what are we looking for? Fantasy Island. Because now, if I've reported that incorrectly, <laughs> Maggie Q, you are correct. And um, also. Some decent people. Like, decent enough people in it. Um, I don't remember Fantasy Island at all. Like, I was don't. Was Manuel in a different film trailer that I watched this week? <laughs> Maybe. Bear with me. I'm just going to do a bit of research here. I like that, Lily Manuel. Uh-huh. She's in um, Fast and Furious, and I like her character in that. Fast and Furious 7? Uh, and Fast and Furious 6. And, and Fast and 8? Furious 8. Oh, wow. She created the God's Eye. Fun fact. All my, all my fast heads out there, <laughs> remember the God's Eye? Yes. What? <laughs> I do remember it. Um, what was it? Fantasy Island. Yeah, I've never seen Fantasy Island. I don't know what it is. The trailer... 
It looks quite predictable. It looks like Queen's nose on crack. It's because I was reading a... Sorry, it's because I was reading a story about Fast and Furious 9 this week mm. that had her name attached to it because they've just started production in here, the UK. They're filming it here. I know, I'm an extra. I'm, playing a, I'm playing a Bugatti. Thingy's not in this one, is he? <laughs> the Rock? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you drawing all my great jokes? I'm, I'm not. I just know that we don't have time for this today. Anyway, moving on. So, The Island is fantasizing us. Final trailer this week. Sonic trailer got fixed. So, we all remember that the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out earlier this year to much uproar because, and I quote, humans ain't hedgehogs. There's been two trailers that have blown my mind this year. Yeah. The original Sonic trailer and the first cats trailer like both killed me mm-hmm. um and they they fixed fun phonic stereophonics yeah they did a trailer yeah have a nice day okay um they, again we don't have time for this they fixed the sonic yes all the time in the world stop friend. it all right, all right. No, i, I like want to know that i've done no, my know what i like about these podcasts my review is going to be four <laughs> words long <laughs> We have less and less time, but they keep staying the same length. All right, all right, all right. We shouldn't be proud of this. I'll leave this running, and then when I leave the house, you can then just stop recording whenever you want. How about that? Um, Please tell me more. So yeah, the, I actually quite like this second trailer. Like, yeah, I like it looks it, fun, but, right? And it shows that basically... It's a movie for babies. Well, I think the first, it shows that first trailer, A, got the design completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But B, got the tone completely now, wrong. here's the thing. Do you think that they made the first trailer with a deliberate fake Sonic. Hashtag fake Sonic. Well, Join my the, conspiracy the, no, theory. No, no, that's the theory. That, mm-hmm. that was the theory. That, so that when Nicholas figure out, it gets a lot more goodwill. But it's, either way, if it did happen the way that it supposedly did, yeah. it's nice to be listened to as a fan and go, okay, yes, we fucked up. Like mm-hmm. this, this was a bad representation Within like of, days of it coming out, they, yeah, they went, we're going to go back bad. to the drawing and, board. You know, there is a concern that how much they've had to put pressure on the people working there to get this new version out mm. and to get it out looking the way it does. But to be fair, looking at it, it looks fine. I'm interested to see... I mean, it's been, what, six like. months since that first trailer mm. now? Something like that? I think the first trailer was March, April time this year. And I imagine and they're still going to be polishing it right up until release, pretty much. Yeah, so it's got until April but 2020, I think. I'm wondering if they've put in like new jokes and stuff like that, because this trailer seemed funnier than that first one. Like, the tone seemed more fitting. Uh, but like, it did miss out the best joke of it did um, miss Meow. The best joke of but it did keep the um, so I'm thinking they're keeping the Meow back for the film. I hope so. Um, you don't want to blow your wad before you've even got undressed. Well, you know, think about the tone of that first trailer, like the whole um, the the whole Eggman kind of, oh, shush, nope, I'm mm-hmm. in charge, nope, yes. oh, zzz, and that bit goes on for like yeah. 20 seconds, like, mm-hmm. and it takes so long. When this is a bit snappier, it still shows quite a lot of the film, but... I think but it shows too very little. I think this is all preamble. This is gonna be pre credits and then and then it'll finish with Eggman biting into a sonic porcupine quill type thing. Yeah. And then he all his hair falls out and he goes ginger and then he goes ah and then he gets into a robot and then he flies around everywhere do, 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 and he do, throws do, do, things and then Knuckles turns up. That's Mario. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I couldn't remember the Sonic um, Doesn't matter. Death music. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and then he, uh, he gets punched by knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
is Tails going to appear? No. But we, get, we see Sonic's world. Yeah, but he's They dead. want his power. They want his power. Yeah, but Tails is from our world. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. He's just a fox. It's just Sonic and, Na- uh, Sonic and Nails, I was going to call him. Sonic and Knuckles. Um... And Mina Mongoose. Mina Mongoose, of course. And, of course, General Mongoose. Um, but, no, like, I genuinely, mm-hmm. I will watch this. And I will, mm-hmm. I know I'm going in there going, maybe it's not going to be the car crash, but I thought it was going sure. to be. Sure. Because it did look like that from the first one. And I was like, okay, maybe now there is something about this film that will make me go, okay. Maybe. Like, the thing is, I never, I never really liked Sonic as a game. Like, I never, I liked Sonic as a character. Mm-hmm. I remember watching his TV series. I think I used to get his um, magazines as well, like the comics. Mm-hmm. I used had. to get his post. It was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> Dear Sonic, please can you sign these trainers? I'm I'm not Sonic. The thing is, my, my name at that point was Stephen Onik, <laughs> and they they just they just used to send it to the Strange. name that was in the phone book. I used to get posts. My name was Stephen Onik. Here we go. And I used to get posts. Brock's post. <laughs> And that, that and also Stereophonics. Okay, good. <laughs> My middle name was... <laughs> Stephen O'Phonics. Okay. <laughs> uh, d- um, uh, also yeah. trainer for... Um, I know you're going to miss this out. Trainer for Mandela Effect looks like the stupidest film of the year. Oh, well, yes. Thank because, you. So the good thing is it doesn't look like it's coming out over here. Can't wait. Um, it looks like it's only got US distribution at the moment. It comes out at the beginning of December. Um, you know what? It's the... It, okay, it sort of leans into something that I'm going to talk about a little later in the review. Um, but it does look like a film that has been conceived as being, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this was a film? And the answer is, no, it wouldn't Genuinely, be cool. it's the first time, not even the first time, like, but for a long time, mm. that I've watched a trailer and I found myself going, oh, no, you did it. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, brilliant. Is when he's typing and he's like, hey, Hey, the Monopoly man, does he wear a monocle or does he not? And it's like, oh no. Yeah, but he <laughs> doesn't. Is the thing. Just, you know uh, that as well. They've, they've just Googled mm. Mandela Effect. Like, the figures. Yeah. Like, I did this at work the other day, like, mm-hmm. a while ago. Like, somebody kept coming up to me and being like, hey, question about this. What do you think? And I'll go like this and I'll go, no, it isn't. Mandela Effect, walk off. That's basically what this film is, and I love it. Mm. It looks so bad. I mean, this film has clearly been made for about £50,000. Great. Um,. And you know what? If they make their money back, good for them. I'm they found a quick get-rich-quick scheme that just required making a film about a thing that people know about. So we're going through dimensions, man. Like there's so many dimensions, and in some of those dimensions, the Monopoly Man is wearing monocles. Mm-hmm. In this dimension, he isn't wearing a monocle. Although, What's happening? Regardless, some of the dimensions, he's wearing two monocles. Regardless of the quality of this film as a finished product, I would rather go and watch this than say Joker again. <laughs> And it could be the worst film I've ever seen. I'd still go and watch this. Well, that's over. Thing, it? Um, more news. What you got? Uh, we had one more thing, maybe. Oh, okay. So here's the thing: is I need to read it up. Okay, so uh, Black Christmas, uh, Blumhouse, and uh, for their second mention today, uh, Blumhouse's uh, Black Christmas uh, reboot is getting a PG-13 rating in the US, so mm-hmm. presumably 12A over here. Um, and interestingly, the, the director's kind of come out and said, we were always aiming for a R rating when we made the film, 
but we haven't had to make any cuts on this. It's just been given a uh, PG-13. And they think... uh, So basically, the key difference between this and the previous Black Christmas, um, so the 2006 and the 74 editions, um, the key difference here is lack of nudity. Okay. Um, And they're basically saying that it's it's quite a nice thing for them to have the PG-13 because it means that you can introduce a whole new swathe of... And they've specifically said young girls to go and see horror movies and see a movie that deals with some topics that are relevant in the news at the moment. So presumably it's leaning into... Because I did see that it was rated... So it's rated PG-13 for... Let me just get this up here. uh, Violence, terror, thematic content involving sexual assault, language, sexual material, and drinking, mm-hmm. but no nudity specifically. But that's quite good. But like, this is well, this is what I'm saying. Is that I think this is a good film, move. It's a good type of film that doesn't need, feel like it needs to. Because how many horror films have you seen that has a moment just shoved in there where it's like, oh look, now people are topless mm. because it feels like it has to. And I think the key thing here is. Um, because it's uh, so written by April Wolf, directed by Sophia Takal, I think it's important to have women in charge of, particularly in charge of horror films, because it is a genre that seems to be dominated a lot by men. Mm-hmm. Um, and the few exceptions that you have that come along and actually get big successes, you know, something like Jennifer Kent's The Babadook, it helps to have a fresh type of voice here and this is a story that's been done twice before yeah. literally with the same name but has been covered many different times in things like house on sorority row or sorority row the remake i've seen that one so it's nice to have a it's nice to have a horror film that is focused around a group of girls who are you know a family as it were and that's something you know that the 2006 remake is not terrible in fact it came at a time where a lot of horror remakes were being made and they were all fucking awful. And the one thing that held that out was that there was some interplay between the characters that wasn't terrible. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need. Certainly in the late 2000s, that was all you needed. Whereas now I think you've got the ability to have a woman helming this film and saying, I want to bring specifically younger teenagers or you know teenagers into this film who wouldn't normally go and see horror films because we're telling oh, yeah. a story here that is relevant to them. So if nothing else, you know, this could be an example of, okay, fine, it might be too scary at certain points and, you know, you you run a certain risk of being too scary for the audience you've actually pitched it to. But if you've actually aimed to be a R-rated movie and you've been given a PG-13 on the basis that it seems to be the only difference is the lack, the, of, on. the lack of nudity, well, that's a good thing, Yeah, you would think. I don't know. I, I'm so, quite. I'm, I'm looking forward to it tentatively. Positive. I don't know. It could go either way. It could be a Blumhouse one where it goes like, "Oh, you remember this film you quite liked? Well, we didn't." Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, final news story I want to just talk about briefly here. Um, Doctor Sleep. Uh, so Doctor Sleep came out a couple of weeks ago over here. I reviewed it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, came out in the US last weekend. And didn't open at number one as it was being predicted. Uh, it was beaten by Midway, the Roland Emmerich film, um, which was probably boosted by the fact that it was a war movie coming out on Veterans Day weekend yeah, yeah. in the US. But no one was predicting that at all. Um, it is poised to lose Warner Brothers $20 million after all additional costs if it earns $100 million at the global box office. 
that's still a big if. Um, and if so, if if it's lower than that, you're looking 30, 40 million mm-hmm. loss on that. Now, combining that with the fact that the Goldfinch also came out this year. Um, is that Warner Brothers as well? Oh, another Warner Brothers one that was a reported 50 million loss. Also um, reported one of the worst films of the year. Yes. Uh, and Motherless Brooklyn, the Ed Norton film. Yeah. Uh, is it even out yet? Uh, so it's coming out. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, it's come out in the US, but it's not come out over here. Uh, but it's uh, currently earned seven point seven five. Uh, sorry, seven point five million dollars so far worldwide. Uh, so if if you, I didn't like the look of that film. No, I've really not been sold on that trailer or or anything. Um, so Warner Brothers are having a really bad autumn. Is they got these? Smash hits knocking out of the park. Well, uh, yeah. Well, so here's the thing: is that it puts the importance of things like Pet Cemetery um, and Joker. <laughs> Nobody thought to start the year you'd be saying, well, exactly. "Thank I mean, God for Pet Cemetery." Well, Pet Cemetery it was actually a Paramount movie. Like that was the one that was a Stephen King adaptation that was by a different studio and made 112 million off of a 21 million production budget. It's not a brilliant return. Marginal gains. But it's it's still great for Paramount. Whereas for Warner Brothers, you know, it chapter so two Paramount part of Warner Brothers. No, 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 no. So that's that's a completely separate thing. But if you look at that as a side by side comparison yeah. to another Stephen King property in Doctor Sleep. Oh, I see, see, I see. What Doctor you're Sleep is struggling to make money. But do you think it's because not only is it um a sequel, mm-hmm. so it's a sequel to a film that's revered very highly yeah. in a Shining, so there's going to be a group of people who go, oh, I don't need anything mm-hmm. sequelized for that. I don't want to see a sequel. But also the fact that it's you know two and a half hours long, yeah. you know, that's a three-hour commitment if you're going to the cinema, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, despite the reviews being strong... Mm-hmm. Um, Audience still, reviews have been good as well, yeah. You've still got to argue the fact of you gave a large budget to a film that realistically didn't have much hype around it um so i think there's there's a few issues at play here and i think chief amongst them are i mean this is a very different type of film to pet cemetery anyway and was marketed very differently Mm -hmm. as well and i think was marketed correctly relatively speaking i think you could have shown less in the trailers than you did but i i think the way that they marketed it actually does lean into what the film is. Yeah. So that's fine. Dr. Sleeve is also a stupid name for a film, by the way. Um, well, you know, take that up with uh, Stephen King. A stupid name for a If book. it was Dr. Strange. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's really sort of, you know, apples and oranges there, isn't it? That's a completely different property. Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Shinings. That's, okay. There you go. I think that would have been I've good. I've fixed your film already. So if you're looking at a budget of $45 million for Dr. Sleep, mm. then you're looking, you know, you want to be making about $100 million anyway. But, I mean, it's a it's a sequel to a movie that came out 39 years ago. That's one of the big issues with it, is that think about like the shining was not a huge hit on release yeah it's built over time but it builds over time and in the same way i can see this being something that gets picked up on dvd and stuff like that and i've seen people saying you know go out there and support cinema and go and see this incredible film well do go and see it if you're interested in it but at the same time you shouldn't be beholden onto other people saying oh well you need to go out and support this film it's not like there's going to be a doctor sleep sequel <laughs> It's not like oh, you will only get more Doctor Sleep films if this gets if this gets yeah, a yeah. hundred and fifty million. 
They're not going to make another Doctor Sleep film. Mike Flanagan will get another film. Yes. Mike Flanagan has got his hands full with the next series of Bly Manor next year. Mm-hmm. So there is absolutely no reason why Mike Flanagan is going to suffer. I mean, he's come out of this with a well-reviewed Stephen King adaptation, which is very fucking rare, and one that audiences also enjoy. Yeah. Sure, they didn't go out in their droves to see it, but I really like that movie. And it worked for me on a level where I had an attachment to the original. I think the problem is that it was marketed slightly wrong. Mm. Like If they had marketed it by saying, oh, this film could lead to people killing kids with The Shining. Yes, true. While dressed as mm-hmm. vampires. Yes. I believe that's the part. Yes. I don't and, know if and, it is or not. And if, if, you, if you'd have said like... Vincels, I think they call this, themselves. <laughs> this, this is movie making with balls we mm. thought we'd forgotten about movies with balls but we did not the news had whipped into a frenzy going we're gonna protect the kids with the shining <laughs> then maybe more people would have seen it exactly but no new age marketing they're not thinking about it um but interestingly that that another film that's lost a lot of money mm. is terminated dark fate which is a film that i went and saw and i was like actually i enjoyed this enough yes. and the, the audience just wasn't there for it yeah really in fact, interesting. dark fate um let me just bring this up because I had that information here as well. Um, a loss of $130 million mm. for Fox, well, Disney Fox. Which I is suppose, a shame because... It? I oh, no, it's Paramount. Ooh. Oh, no. There goes that Pet cemetery money. <laughs> but the issue is, I genuinely think it's... Tom Cruise has got to do a double shift again. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, film two more Mission Impossibles. <laughs> That's how they get the Four in a row. There's Mission Impossible's filmmaking for years. He's got to do the... Because he's doing the next two back to back because clearly yeah. he's like, this is it for me. I think after the next two, I'm done. Because I'm now 60-something. Well, Chris like, <laughs> but also, I didn't want to come back for this and you've got me back. But also now it's going to be like, yeah, just stay an extra two weeks and I'm just going to shoot like a third movie on there <laughs> because you're the only ones who make us money. And even that is still diminishing returns at the moment. What if I might even got left after that? Uh, Transformers? Is that still Paramount? Yeah, yeah I believe... Universal Paramount? No, 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 that, it's Paramount. Oh, it's at um, Universal... It's at the Universal oh, theme park, yeah, is yeah. what you're thinking of. That's where I um, went. Yeah, Terminator Dark Fate, 130 million loss. And the thing is, if you're looking at, like, going forward, the big release in the US this weekend is Charlie's Angels, right? Mm-hmm. And that's already been slated to lose them between 30 and 40 million. Um... Uh, Really, who's the, the, who's the Charlie um, but, but, but Sony. Um, so <laughs> you're big into Sony. So, get that Spider-Man movie made. Um, bring me pictures of Spider-Man making a billion dollars. Moving pictures. <laughs> um, so really, the only big thing that's going to come out in November that will do well, you would think, is going to be Frozen Two the week afterwards. I mean, Frozen 2 is going to make a billion Disney dollars, money, right? That Disney money. But then again, yeah, it's all going into Disney's pockets. This is not ideal. I um, don't know. Oh, if anyone's wondering, we're not going to review anything like The Mandalorian or, or the Marvel What Is because we don't have Disney Plus in England. What is this? It's only been out for two days anyway. What, what so my Disney fine. Plus? you just got to wait. you got to wait. you got to wait. You gotta wait. Well, no, you've got to wait because you're the one who's interested in it. I don't want to see Disney what ifs or whatever. Want to see the Mandalorian? What if, though? what if fucking Donald Duck fucked Mickey Mouse? What if that? I, no, no, I, they're marble. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? If, fine. What if Donald Howard the Duck? What, what if Donald Duck fucked Howard the Duck? Ooh. Um. Little 
corkscrew penises books. I just can't just say like, no. Best picture for Endgame. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just saw an advert for it saying, <laughs> for your consideration for best picture Endgame. I was just like, you know, good that they had it, but no. Um, countdown. Should we do this? Um, oh, and I don't want your future. Okay, yes. Jack Sparrow. Uh-huh. Um, I watched four episodes of Living With Yourself. Okay, Rudd, how was it? The Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd um, TV series uh-huh. on Netflix. It's half hour, half hour episodes. Um, yeah. I thought it was going to be an out-and-out comedy. Yes. Right? And it's not. It's a dramatic it's, yeah, it's darker series than with elements of comedy is what That's, I know. Yeah, kind of like a black comedy. Um, okay. And yeah, it's really interesting. Like They do a really good job of basically going, um, this is one Paul Rudd, this is the other. So it's about basically a guy who, to try and make himself happy, goes to the spa... What actually ends up happening is he ends up having a clone of himself created. Sure. Uh, but both clones want to live the life that they had before because both of them, one of them knows they're a clone, mm-hmm. one of them doesn't, but both of them believe they should have right to that that life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of how they deal with that. And one of them is kind of, you know, the ultimate charming person. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the previous, the, the guy who wanted to be happier. Um, and it's really interesting kind of thing because at times I'm watching it, I'm like, this seems ridiculous, but then I sit back and go, "Hold on, but how would I react like in that situation? Mm. Like that's probably completely accurate with how you would react as a person if this situation became you." Like, yeah. Um, and I've got to a point like the fourth episode ends in a point where I'm just like, "Oh, I need to know what happens next," and I've just not been back to it yet. But I'm like, but I keep thinking about it, and going, "Ooh, that's interesting." Like it's kind of like Spanner meets Works. So full review next week. Um, yeah, hopefully. Um, I'll, no, watch, I'll watch. i watch the rest of it. I'll watch the rest of it this weekend. I'm, I'm going away, so you've um, got the TV all to yourself. Um, in another case of I don't want your future, although it's actually a release this week, The King. Yes, uh, I watched seven minutes of that. Uh, then I gave up because I just could not be asked. Really? Well, the thing is, <laughs> I, the thing is, I'm I'm not a fan of Shakespeare at the best of times. So uh, you know, uh, on the face of it, a Joel Edgerton adaptation of three Shakespeare plays. Could be interesting. Of oh, three Shakespeare plays? Yes. In one film? Yes. Yeah? Yes. What ones? The Henrys. Oh. Henry the Fourth, Part One, Henry the Fourth, Part Two, Henry the Fifth. <laughs> that makes more sense than what sense? I thought. I thought it was going to be like. You know, Midsummer Night's Dream. One of the King ones. Hamlet. Time of Athens. All right, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you maybe have to be in a very specific mindset. Because I put it on this morning thinking, oh, right, oh, well, I'll give this a watch and then that'll give us something else to talk about. Uh, seven minutes in, I just went, no, I've got no time for this. Um, so instead I watched, uh, well, started watching Cold Pursuit, but then again, I also gave up on that after two minutes when I realised that life was too short to watch a Liam Neeson movies I didn't want to watch. I can't wait to watch that. Uh, so um, what I did watch was a Justin Deck film that I didn't want to watch. Uh, oh, is this the countdown. actual review? Yeah. Um, oh, just to point out, by the way, because mm-hmm. I know we didn't at the beginning, like, we were recording this, like, Four days earlier than normal. We well, don't need. To um, well, no. The reason is because if anything happens, like like basically, if Disney like explodes between now and Sunday, we wouldn't report we, on that if it did happen. Out of respect for the dead Donald. I, <laughs> I, Captain Duck. Nobody can see you saluting. Um, but you know, if anything like that happens, and One we second. don't talk about it. Just put a pause in. Hello, Paul Hudson. You're live on the Dinosaur Man podcast. Wow! Wow! Well, uh, we're recording as you as you speak to me. Yes, it's all right. I've not put you on speakerphone, but you might be picked up by the mic. I don't know. I'll I'll edit out no, if don't. it sounds bad. <laughs> well, I suppose my brother will be on the phone. Oh god. 
Oh, okay. Well, then my review of Countdown can last ages then. That's fine. Don't worry about it then. Oh, so when I was told to rush, I didn't think of anything. <laughs> okay. All right. See you shortly. Bye-bye. Yeah. Oh, you're going to rush everything. Um, looks like we've got 40 minutes to talk about Countdown, guys. <laughs> It means I can edit that bit out. No, I'll probably leave it in. Leave it in. Yeah. People want a slice of life from us, don't they? People go, oh, these guys, they are, they are brothers. <laughs> I really wish I could listen to a podcast that their brothers did. If my brother and your brother did a podcast oh, together, it would be unlistenable. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Paul would do a lot of the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think your brother would do a lot of the derailing. More or less, <laughs> the opposite sort of... I oh, mean, no, wait. I mean, on. I think... I'm realising family patterns here. But you're derailing today. Normally you don't derail. Um, anyway. I just realised that now you could have laughed at those great jokes that I did earlier. Yes. Like, remember that time that I said I was a Bugatti? Yeah, it was very funny. Uh, Justin Deck film. Uh, so written and directed by Justin Deck. Uh, Countdown is the... Um, look, okay. So here's, here's the thing. It's, it's a film about a killer app, essentially. Nice. So it's about an app that you download and it tells you how long you've got left to live. This is not a new idea. This has been dealt with a number of times. The sort of... Nerve did of it your first. Life. Nerve didn't... Nerve didn't do... When You Will Die. No, but it was a killer app. I suppose so, Everyone but it was more like a website it. that you went to. They had the Nerve app. They logged on to the on the um, computer. Uh, on the internet. They had it on their phones. They had it on their phones, but they've got browsers on there as well. Probably Safari or Firefox. Silk. I don't know that one. Uh, Google Chrome. Internet Explorer. Uh, this is, just because, Paul, Firefox just because again. Paul said he's not coming now mm-hmm. doesn't mean we could just start naming oh. browsers, I feel. No? no? People want some bullshit. I've been doing it the entire Yeah, but I went episode. light on it, and they no. like my kind of bullshit as well. <laughs> you don't you think they do? Everyone's been listening so far, we're like, hmm, nobody's, nobody's named any browsers yet. Hmm, things haven't got dry enough yet. Right. And then you're like, here comes Hudson with the heat and sword. Hang on, things didn't get dry enough yet. Did you hear my gaming news at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I can go back and read more of that article. No? Let's talk about Countdown. Let's talk about Countdown. Uh, so this is not a new... What's um, Rachel Riley been up to? This is not... This is not a new concept in terms of, you know, the killer app, the the thing that's sort of the countdown clock of your life. Um, so, essentially, uh, so it, it boils down to a nurse downloads this app onto her phone after being sort of coerced into it, and she sees that she has three days left to live. Oh, now, obviously, that's not ideal for her, and she wants to try and find a way to cheat the system and make sure that she doesn't die in three days. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're thinking, hang on, cheating death, doesn't this sound a lot like Final Destination? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this film is basically if Final Destination was shit. <laughs> and the thing is, some of the Final Destinations were shit. This is way worse than any of those. Do you mean it's like, say Final Destination started and it's just a load of people sat, in, sat on a bus mm-hmm. and they're all about to go on the app and she yeah. goes down and deletes all the apps. And it's like, uh, right. oh no, we, did, we now kill them in the order that the app But you can't deleted. delete the app from your phone. What, before you've actually used can't, it? Oh, uh, well, I don't know about those rules. Look, the lore of the app is not that well explored if, in the film, but there is absolutely no reason for me to want to explore that lore now. If there was an app yes. that did this legitimately, no. not killed you, but told but you told how long you, you had lived, no. would you do it? No. It's like the Nickelback video for Far Away. 
What? Or Save Me. Hang on. If, Which one so if there was an app that made me watch the Nickelback video for Save Me... I think it's Save Me because Far Away is the one with the firefighter in the video, I think. Um, basically, there's one way... Wouldn't Save Me make more sense to be the one about the firefighter? It's one that starts with prison gates will open up for me. I don't think it says prison gates. <laughs> I think you're right. Save me. Um, and Saving got, me? And basically, the people are walking around and there's a little clock on their heads and it counts down to zero. It's basically in, in time, time starting... Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you knew... Okay. Like, basically, how would Sorry, you... Sorry, where is this going? How would you react if you knew when you died? Would you like that? No. If I turned around and you said... No. You've got... Ten years to live. Uh-huh. In those ten, in those ten years, yeah. Basically, have your affairs in, in order. <laughs> I have my affairs. I'd have to have a wife first. <laughs> okay. Would you? Would you want to know? No. I mean, I, I said that at the very beginning, and then you still described a Nickelback <laughs> video that no one wants to remember. It's a great song, if I remember rightly. Okay. Show I don't think it is. Yes. Okay. Well, that would only work if you were given like seventy years to live, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. You wouldn't like it. I don't know. What if you could? Well, no, I know that I wouldn't like it. What if? Uh huh. Like in time. Yes. You could earn bad film. You could earn yes. time. Yes. So you got paid in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you? Hard. Would you prefer that? Well, it's just a way to get people to stop from retiring. I'm pretty sure you can kill people and steal their time. Yes. Well, they've worked well, out a way to do it. In the... Well, there's a way to steal people's time. It's, you know, do a podcast every week about <laughs> yeah. movies. These, these suckers have had hours <laughs> taken from them. And um, I'm going to live forever sorry. now. <laughs> talk about that candidate. By the way, I wouldn't do it. Like, I, don't, I don't want to know. Good. Uh, you didn't ask me, but You didn't I ask, thought, you didn't need to. I thought you should know. Okay, thank you. Um, so, the yeah, so this film basically performs itself as a very bad version of a Final Destination film. And... It just makes you appreciate what Final Destinations were while they were good. I I would love to recommend this and say, you know, as a sort of interesting horror, thriller, sort of PG-13-y type thing, it kind of works as an idea. It doesn't work as an idea. It isn't good. The thing is, I don't know that there's anything in it that a... Are there any inventive kills? No, not really. So this is the thing. Where's inventive that, horror kills so, so this is the thing, is that, you, you know, in the Final Destination series, yeah. you're always... So every time there's a scene that happens after the initial event, there is always a multitude of things in any room that mm-hmm. could kill that person. Those are interesting because it keeps you guessing and then it's always the thing that you're like, oh, really, that? But even still, some of it's inventive. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's just like, okay, so there are there is, I mean... Mm, I don't want to spoil all that. Look, so there is like a demon in it. Of course. And it's not very... like Okay, so this is where I rank this film. Yeah. It sits alongside things like Selfie from Hell or (laughs) Polaroid. In the... both Both of those films were also like sort of elevator pitch ideas of like, what if you got your photo taken and you died? Yeah. And this is what if you had an app that told you when to die, but also there's a demon I'm in it. Sure and also, I've seen this film before. Like, I'm sure I've seen mm-hmm. literally that idea before of something tells you when you will die, mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you watch, it's, the, it's in time. If, if you've watched the trailer, you've seen the film. Basically, the, the, look, there is nothing in this to suggest that anyone who is a horror fan would get anything out of it. 
maybe if you've never seen a horror film before in your life and you want to be mildly scared. I mean, I personally wasn't, but maybe if you've never seen a horror movie before, you might be mildly scared. What was the last film of an inventive horror kill? Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute when I just give... I'm going to summarise here oh. and then then we'll discuss that for 25 minutes, okay? How about that? Mm, I don't know. I think it's more, uh, would I think, not recommend. I think it's better One of the worst films of the year. I think it's better than but the thing is, I forgive this... Yeah. Hold on to that thought. I forgive this for being as bad as it is because it never really had the chance to succeed. Hellboy is still a worse film because it had A, a bigger budget, B, more of a chance to succeed, and C, good people attached to it. And also D was the worst film of the year. This is just bad, but I don't think I ever expected anything less. And the thing is, sometimes you get these where you go, oh, well, you know, the cast were likable enough. No, not in this. The characters are not well written. The script is one of the worst I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's, you know, uh, do not go and see it. Anyway, inventive kills in horror movies. When was the last original one? Did Halloween have a couple? This, the most recent, Halloween. Yeah. Did a guy get impaled on like a fence post or something like that? Mm, maybe. Yes. Yeah, Sounds there was about a right. kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, That's terrible for an audio podcast, but you know what I meant. Uh, there's one in Midsummer where they... I've not seen it yet. Okay. I've not seen it yet. You're not going to see that. I'm going to see it. I've You're going to see that film. I've got a list of things to watch. Okay. Why? People said it's good. Yeah, people, you didn't. People did say that, didn't they? Other people said it was. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm going to watch Hereditary as well. Maybe okay. I'm going to get into horror. Maybe you're going to like all the horror films I didn't like. Yes. Okay. The good ones. Oh, okay. Um, Start with Countdown. Uh, yeah, basically, like, inventive horror kills. Like, I feel like horror has become schlocky. Okay. Like, I think it's just, it's now just a case of, it is that thing of just, mm-hmm. they're, they're aiming towards like a PG-13 so think about like um, Truth or Dare or mm-hmm. Happy Birthday to You. Mm-hmm. Have, yeah, Happy Birthday to You. Happy Birthday to You as well. Um, you know, Happy Death Day and yes. Happy Death Day to You. Um, uh-huh. They're both PG-13 and basically the idea is, oh, it's just a slasher film, but also it's not inventive. Yes. I think I... Yes, I I think I'm with you. Well, I don't, I don't think there's anything inventive. To but this films. is the thing like, is that... Not, the, the problem is you're that ta- means they're all the same film, but the, they're not interesting. But the problem is you're now you're now comparing PG thirteen horror films to the horror films that actually had inventive kills in, which were R rated ones. Mm. And so, that's the problem that the, the whole system's mm-hmm. kind of gone. But even think about like so the thing about like the, say the Conjuring mm-hmm. is the Conjuring interesting. I mean, to me, no, not like, really. But are the kills in like do people? But die that, in the that's not films? what they said. The, the, but this is the thing, is that because... Okay. Anyway, I don't want to turn into this, but now we've got no, no, the time. It's, it's fine. Like, I, so, I was just confused. By okay, it. so as I've mentioned a number of times on this podcast, horror is cyclical in its nature. So there are there are things that are in vogue, and then there are things that, that progress through, and then they don't get revisited for a while. So currently, we are still in the midst of supernatural occurrences and things like that. So... The if you look at the big films in terms of you know say the last five years the Conjuring films do dominate that and that stuff is not like oh here are some inventive kills it is more about oh there is a haunted thing that is happening and you have to work out okay what well, is it in, is it haunting the house or is it haunting the person or what else you know and the thing is in those films if you were then to throw in inventive in inverted commas kills. Yeah. 
then it would be completely a, juxt- a juxtaposition of what you are expecting from that film because the film sets itself up to be a supernatural thing where really in theory you could debunk the whole thing and say well it's not real it's a you know it's a staged thing but these ones are the ones where it's like oh okay these yeah, are yeah. actually happening so the kills or the deaths in those if they do mean. have deaths because often they don't necessarily have that many deaths they might just have people go you know, people are at risk, but then they get, you know, they, they survive. Brightburn. Uh, Brightburn had a couple of inventive ones. A couple of inventive moments. Literally, a couple of moments where you just went, ugh. Yeah. I mean, gruesome is probably... I mean, if you if you want to look towards that stuff, you need to look through, you know, Jigsaw last year. Yeah. There was the motorbike on the blender thing. You know? You didn't see the Jigsaw. Did you see Jigsaw? I caught up with it. It's not very good. Um, I didn't remember you seen it. Um, I caught up with it about five, six months ago. It's it's not for me. Probably doesn't matter. But yeah, so Jigsaw is probably the series where you look at it and go, oh, well, that's the thing that's keeping inventive horror kills <laughs> alive. I made a point about a drama that I just don't watch, so how would I even know? How would I even know? Well, this is the thing, is that if you're only watching like, PG-13 horror like, movies... <laughs> Then yes, they can all seem the same it's because like PG thirteen or Jordan Peele movies are my mm. two are my two horror or it. Yeah, like uh, does it have any inventive kills? Not really. No. Does us get out? Like basically, there's the antlers I, scene in in Get Out. That's pretty I'm, good. I'm there going, hey, hey guys. I saw a lot of action movies this year, and I didn't yeah. see any inventive horror kills. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> this is it's, strange. It's like me going, "Oh, no inventive action shots in uh, where's, know, where's, Terminator Dark Fate." Where's the know. explosions in the Babadook? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all we've got time for this week. As always, you can. F- this has turned way long. You did it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, you just no. You went on that whole in time theory thing. Hey guys, have you ever seen the film In Time? In it, you could be Justin Timberlake. And like, you That's get, not you what get, the film is. You get time, like a time You can't stamp be Justin on, Timberlake. You put on your arm, and then you could decide, like, oh, do I want more he's time? He's not Justin Timberlake I, in the film, he's just a guy. Do I want less time? And the thing is, like, if you want more time, then you have to be less Justin Timberlake. If you want less time, you have to be more Justin Timberlake. And you're like, oh, I'll get to live with Justin Timberlake for like a day, but I could be really Justin Timberlake. Oh. As always, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter, on iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Stitcher. On iTunes, no, on Twitter and on Instagram, we're at DinosaurMan15. Everywhere else, DinosaurMan Podcast or just DinosaurMan. Um, you, as always, Johnny Neves did the theme song this week, whatever the joke is. Andy, you've been the host. Thank you. And you have also been the host. Okay, Alex. that's good. See you next week, guys. And until next time. Have you ever I'd be interested in Tim no. Blake and you get time no. and you have to decide that in that time uh-huh. are you just in Tim Blake or I'll are you just another member of NSYNC are you Joey Fatone was he part of NSYNC maybe but maybe you're just NSYNC